Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Yes. Yes, hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Canon Canon. This is the first episode of the Canon Canon. What is the Canon Canon, Jeff? Explain it. Oh, that's a very good question, and I will answer it. Uh, this is the podcast that is dedicated to Canon Films. Mm-hmm. Canon Films was a uh, big, big uh, production company in the 80s for uh, action films uh, for uh, art house films, oddly. It, it really did everything, but basically, uh, it was these two men, Menachem Golem and Yar. I, what is his second it's, name? It's, uh, yeah, Yoram. Yoram Globus. Globus. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, every video that came out when I was a child, probably that I loved, was Had on that logo. Yeah. yeah. And that's the key. You've, if you don't know Canon Films, you probably know the logo. Yep. You definitely uh, know the logo. Yes. And this is the podcast. Basically, you know, it's a selfish podcast. This it really is. is. It's We're two dads. Two dads who <laughs> have... Trying to get a break. <laughs> we just want a breather for once in a while. Uh, and I've seen most of these, but also there are some I haven't seen. So I, I want to force myself to be able to see them. There's a lot I do not remember. That's the crazy part is it in in if you know Canon you just like look at it and you're like oh yeah 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 they like they only did Chuck Norris films they only did uh you know Charles Bronson films no yeah. there there's like uh films from John Frankenheimer there are uh Cassavetti's films <laughs> it's like in, there's a Godard film there's so many variations Sex comedies, nonstop. Yeah, a lot of sex comedies. Surprising amount of sex comedies. Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, that's probably a good thing to yeah, do. Yeah, we should do that. Who are you? I. My name is Frank Garcia Hill. My name is Jeff Garlock. That's right. And we knew each other. We've known each other for what? A decade? I would or say more a decade now? at this point. Yeah, we met each other at the UCB Theater. We Have you heard of it? Uh, it's kind of a big deal. The Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Thank you. They have theaters on both coasts. Thank Ooh. you. Um, yeah, that's where we met yep. uh, in the sketchy program. Yep. Uh, Jeff was one of the founders of the sketch program Mod Mod Nights. Um, and Frank, I first knew you as my as a tech. Correct. At the theater, and then was like, wait a second, Frank's one of the best performers we've got. Why is he? Losing all the files to my show. Oh, yeah. Right. I forgot. (laughs) There was a, uh, you had a a show called Getting Quaid. Yes. Yeah. Getting Quaid. And uh, the file system at UCB was not great. And there was all CDs and stuff. And I remember it got moved somehow because uh, Mr. Pat Bear was uh, readjusting everything. And I was like, where is it? Where is it? (laughs) And I remember Jim Santangelo was in the show and he got very mad at me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm trying. That show had like 18 videos, 20 audio tracks. Of of tech. Uh, Great show, though. Very funny show. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was a tech tech guy. And then I had to really struggle to get out of that because people. They were like, you're a great tech guy, and they didn't want me to stop being a tech guy. And I'm a kind of good writer. And <laughs> you're a great writer. We wrote, there. we wrote together um, Orson Welles' Basement of Terror, Yep. Uh, uh, the later version yep. of it. Also uh, a show where we defended Halloween 3. Frank correct. and Jeff defend Halloween 3. Yeah. Uh, you, you all know these things. Why yeah, these are we even are, bringing these up? These are just up? the basics, but... Uh, 
what we're here for is a common love of action films uh, and horror films. Absolutely. And again, as we you know would talk over the years, you slowly have these moments where you're like, wait a second, did everything we like come out on Canon Films? <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I had a web series on IFC and we just changed the logo to a Canon logo because <laughs> yeah. it's, again, got an iconic logo. And this is, it, for me, it's also for the, the, the people who grew up with video stores. Absolutely, yeah. For uh, I had a mom that worked a lot, mm-hmm. you know, so to keep me occupied, right. the video store was uh, a haven for me. What was your video store? My video store, uh, at first it was a small, I can't remember the name of it, but it was very small. And then Blockbuster came to town and yep. just ruined it of course it did. and then it was just blockbuster for a good you know until i like from when i was i think 10 to when i left yep. ennis texas yes very small town but yeah there was a video store uh, i i very much remember because it was right by Domino's. so you would <laughs> smell you'd walk in and you'd smell Domino's. yep and of course my fat ass was always <laughs> getting, <laughs> that's getting a Domino's. recipe for getting fat yeah uh, they, there are so many great like direct like canon you know of course there was a lot of those you know videos but like they're uh uh uh, uh covers uh vhs covers that just mm-hmm. sear your memory where you're like what is that movie or you're afraid to to yeah. rent that movie because it like it looks too scary and then i never saw dario argento's phenomenon until like five years ago oh, yeah. because i don't like bugs and i would stare at that in video galaxy in cheshire connecticut and be like gross yeah. Zombie, the the VHS cover for because yeah. zo- it was that big hard shell. It was uh, the porn VH- one. Yes, it, for some reason, <laughs> some of those some of those banned in thirty six countries had porn clamshell. They had the cases. clamshells, and it's just like it's terrifying. Uh, 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 Lady in White was another Lady in White, yeah. like which I think is more psychologically. Oh scary. yeah, it's not even like Ghoulies. Uh, the the yes. poster for Ghoulies kind of scared me. It's the goofiest, dumbest it's shit. Very goofy. Yeah. But those things seared in my brain. And part of it really was seeing the companies. Like there was oh, yeah. like New World Video, Vestron Video. New World and Canon, I think, were the ones I constantly saw yes. a lot. Especially uh, if, you know, UHF uh, stations, the mm-hmm. Saturday matinees that they would always show. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you would see uh, Canon and yep. New World uh, logos on there. I mean, knowing Golan and Globus, Golan and Globus, again, we should have also explained Israeli cousins yeah. who came to America uh, and bought uh, the Canon group, which already existed, and then were yeah. just like, movies! Dennis like, Friedland and Chris Dewey. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, like, they were kind of adopting Swedish softcore yep. uh, stuff, and it started getting in trouble, and then, uh, yeah, Gollum and Globus. Or yeah. Gollum, Gollum. And then Gollum, Gollum showed up as well. Golan and Globus. Uh, I can't say those together. <laughs> yeah, uh, they... <laughs> They they came and they bought it. Yes. Yeah. And they were known for this Israeli sex comedy called Lemon, Lemon Popsicle, Popsicle, which I've never seen. And we might end up watching it at some point well, in this podcast. they remade it. As with, Last uh, American Virgin. Uh, yeah, Last American Virgin, which is so funny because they talk about it being like kind of revolutionary. But then it's like very much fast times. A hundred percent. We'll talk about that. But like, which is weird because you're like, wait, so then... It did Fast Time steal from Lemon Popsicle? Because if it's a remake of Lemon Popsicle, right. Lemon Popsicle came first. Hundred percent. Did it? May, I th- I, yeah, we have to like, check the date on that. I'm pretty sure it did because I was because like the 70s. abortion, uh, yep. you know, all this stuff that like happened in uh, Last American Virgin. Uh, by the way, which has a great soundtrack. Solid soundtrack. Solid soundtrack. I don't know if you agree with me. No, but. I do. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty. Like we're like Canon had good soundtracks. Too. Yeah. Like. 
I, the, so part of why we're doing this also is that, you know, and for the history, you'll hear history as we continue with these episodes, Absolutely. but also watch Electric Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Go-Go Boys. I, Go-Go Boys is, so Electric Boogaloo is a documentary about canon films, right. and it's a great documentary. Go-Go Boys is one that Golan and Globus made themselves mm-hmm. in reaction to, because that's what they do. Yeah, of course. Uh, like, and we can make it better. Yeah, I think I watched part of it. I was like, I think I'm going to want to watch Electric Boogaloo again. Really? Yeah, Why? it just, it felt very, it felt self-serving versus you know yeah. the electric boogaloo one points out the the flaws. flaws exactly the flaws where it's like the apple is a terrible movie yes and then it's not the vision that <laughs> that, yeah. that menachem golan yeah, thought golan it would be that, that he was yeah i yeah i love that document i've seen it probably four times mm-hmm. now. I, I i rewatched some of it last night uh but that that documentary is so i uh, I detest that it was uh, produced by Brett Ratner. But oh, whatever. I mean, and when it shows up, it's a real the Rat bummer. Pack. Yeah, <laughs> no. When you see that Rat Pack logo, you're <laughs> like, oh, boy. But to me, is also, uh, not to say pro-Brett Ratner, but yeah. one of the uh, things we will definitely always be getting into this because, you know, problematic... Certainly a word that can go along with almost every canon film. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We should say right now, if you are not familiar with the canon, (laughs) canon, um, uh, be warned. Uh, Giant trigger warnings all across the board. If you are sensitive to anything that is, uh, let's say... Ooh, um, a, a, a violent sexual nature. 100%. Um, race. You Definitely know, like, questionable race politics. Oh, my God. So much. Both in just casting. Uh, this is pre-Scarlett Johansson. Oh, absolutely. Uh, messed up casting. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing is like, uh, you know, we we say like this is our favorite uh, company, you know, our favorite company. And we, we realize that like, Yes, these are things that we grew up with, but over time we can recognize that those things yes. are problematic. Yes. We can definitely point to that. We're not defending it in right. any way, exactly. shape, or form. As adults and people who grow and learn, we can look back at it and be like, yikes, but there still are... enjoy like the good aspects of those or be able to uh, talk about these things. 100%. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have guests on who maybe who haven't even, uh, who haven't seen uh these movies or have seen these movies and we get to discuss from their point of view and exactly our our goal is to bring in like different people to you know talk about these things whether it be like the things that they love or the problematic aspects of these things and how it uh holds up today exactly and selfishly again uh hoping these guests will allow us to see the ones that i just haven't gotten around to because again there are so many uh, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it it really is a wild word. But also, I do want to emphasize like this is not a celebration of quote unquote bad movies. No, no, no. There no. are issues in all of them. Uh, this is an ironic watching. Absolutely, like, these not. are still some of my favorite movies. Yeah, this is not in any way. I don't. I don't think so. Of like ironic watching being like can you believe this yes. we'll have times where we're gonna say that yes. of course because in the best way possible yeah in the best way we we, we both jeff and i one of the things that we uh, absolutely bonded over is the love of these movies that people thought were bad but mm-hmm. we're seeing the good in it right uh where we can enjoy the the flaws as something that's great because we we understand like it takes a lot being in, uh, as the kids call the industry. Oof, oof. Uh, it's it's how, a beast of an industry. It is, uh, <laughs> but we know how much work goes into getting anything made. Yes. So, and the, it's unbelievable how many they made. Again, it gets emphasized in the documentary. Uh, they would make when most film companies would be making like four movies a year tops. Yeah. They would do forty. 
Exactly. Uh, and and every is, single one, Golan and Globus would be like, I love film. This is the yeah, greatest thing ever, even if it wasn't. And I think knowing the story of them too is just kind of inspiring mm-hmm. as far as them just being like, they have a vision, you know, just following through with that vision. And that's very rare that people will follow that vision, yeah. you know? And I think that that's something we appreciate. And the fact that we movie movies are entertainment. Yes. They can make you think, but at the same time, like when it's entertaining, it's really entertaining it's like and, the the ca- and the cannon fodder. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what was, do you remember what your, what was the first canon movie that probably stuck out to you? Um, well, for me, uh, it, it was, like I said, the, the, the logo was what I first remember. 100%. Absolutely the logo, because I, 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 like I said, uh, my grandma is a huge horror fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Stephen King books, like all these weird pulp novels she had, uh, we'd watch Elvira together. <laughs> Perfect. I know. Yeah. We'd watch <laughs> Elvira together and like, uh, but... Saturdays, which also get just speaks to like in my mind, this is one of the audience for this podcast is people who are reading Stephen King when they were in third to oh, fifth yeah. grade. Well, I would try to, <laughs> yeah, I get too scared, get real freaked out. Christine I, really stressed me out, but those book covers were the best, yes, that, that was what I really like. I gravitated toward <laughs> yes. those book covers. Actually, I wonder if she has any of those. I might, I, I mean, get on those first presses. I should have gotten those a long time ago, anyway. Um. So, uh, yeah, so, but my mom worked a lot, mm-hmm. uh, single mother yep. trying to support. So I would stay with my grandparents and, you know, my grandma watched a lot of like movies and TV and, uh, but, uh, one of my babysitters was, you know, the TV and the, uh, Saturday afternoon to evening, yep. uh, matinees that they would have yep. on like the UHF channels for us. It was 21 and 33. This is the Dallas, Texas yep. area. Um, and uh, they would always show, or maybe it was 39, I can't remember right now. But Dallas people, if you could reach out. Yeah, if you remember, I have the worst memory. So yeah, give us a call. But uh, I remember seeing a lot of these movies in the Canon logo coming up beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, if I'm really being honest, what I really remember is my mom dated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> my mom dated this guy who was really into Chuck Norris. Sure. Absolutely love Chuck Norris, ninja stuff. Yeah. So he would always be over watching that stuff, and I'd watch it with him. And I remember he, at that time, I think Chuck Norris um, had a cartoon or something where they had action figures, and he bought me a few of those. I thought the dude sucked. Uh, we'll get it. So he is the best of the worst. No, not Chuck Norris. I'm oh, I was going to say, I think yeah. Chuck Norris is the best the in the guy worst. That my mom dated, I thought. This was... guy, I have no opinions on, but I'll trust your opinion. Yeah, he sucked. Um, <laughs> but that being said, I got to see a lot of these movies, especially sure. the American Ninja, you know, like those, uh, those movies for sure. Yeah. And I had friends who were really into those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they thought it was just so awesome. So we're always playing Ninja and yeah. stuff. And uh, those were my first memories. But the ones I really remember, uh, Masters of the Universe for sure. Sure. Because my mom was late to work because she took me to go see it. In and I remember theater? her being like, how long yeah. is this movie? And I was <laughs> like, I was like loving it at the time, <laughs> even though I was like a huge He-Man fan and it had nothing really to do. Yeah, with. we'll, we'll definitely get that. into we'll that one because that. I had the same feel. I saw in the theater too. My yeah. aunt was watching and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And what? That's not what I signed up for. Yeah. And then Superman 4, mm-hmm. uh, Quest for Peace. Uh, I remember going to 7-Eleven because they had the commemorative cup. You know, they would always <laughs> release for the movie. And I remember... Even that young being like, this movie sucks, but this cup is awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
that's one of those key moments when you're a f- when you a film lover. Oh, yeah. But when you are like young enough where you should like everything, and you and all of a sudden like, like, wait it. a second, this is bad. There are bad movies. Even at yeah, even at what year did that come out? I can't remember. But I was young, and I um, I just remember really being freaked out by like it's like why this the flying looks so bad, and we'll get into that too. <laughs> That'll be a future episode where we yeah. talk about how they reuse the same blue screen. Look, man, you got to get a job done. You know, sometimes you just got to get a movie it, made. I, I, it makes me interested. We'll get into this too, but it makes me interested uh, with how they plan to do. They had the rights to Spider Man. Yeah, and after that, they were going to do Spider Man. Right, and what that movie would have looked. Like. I would have loved to have seen a canon Spider Man movie. Hundred percent. Who the era when they made Captain America. Real rough. Oh, that yeah. Fantastic Four, Roger Corman film. The Corman one, yeah. Like, that's the crazy part is, like, I do remember, like, you the know, Punisher, people don't remember. Yeah. The Punisher with Dolph. Dolph, yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, yeah, people don't remember that Marvel wasn't a commodity at no. one point. And I remember getting, like, comic magazines. And they'd have a list of everything in production. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Getting none of these are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing, like, in Film Threat and, like, yep. all those. Yeah. Um, Yes, I did at Walmart. I would read those. <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I never bought them, but I would uh, read a lot sure. of like yeah those magazines like Film Threat, Fangoria. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, but that's that's those were my earliest memories of Canon, and it wasn't until like college, and then of course when I moved to New York and talking yeah. to you, yep. where I uh, got back into it. You know. Which then, is also the again adding to the selfish parts of these you know podcasts is I don't want I want to talk about it all the time yeah and how often does my wife really want to hear me talk <laughs> or literally any of my friends besides yeah, true, you true uh, yeah I mean mine uh, was I'm gonna Cobra. Cobra, Cobra, yes. I mean, it's it's holy shit. Cobra. I mean, that, I'm already excited for whatever our future okay. episode is. We haven't done because yeah, Cobra is my ultimate action film uh if you've ever had me as a sketch comedy teacher at ucb (laughs) somehow i've given you a note related to cobra and i don't know how i do it this sketch needs more cutting pizza with scissors (laughs) i need an absurdity level that you're not having fun with it uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the I, housewarming gift I got you was the Cobra, the Cobra soundtrack. soundtrack. I got it uh, record too. I'll have to dig out my Cobra hoodless sweatshirt or uh, armless sweatshirt <laughs> that I've got that is disgusting looking. Um, that fits more with Over the Top. I know that's another movie we'll talk about. Uh, all these are just gold, but yeah, Cobra. Uh, you know, I, I was the same like going to Mad Mike Super Video and Video Galaxy and seeing all the Holy shit, that's boxes. A great name. Where like, did you grow up? In Connecticut. Connecticut. So like Mad Mike Super Video had like a cult section and mm-hmm. it was like. Like straight up like oh everything i'm gonna love is all it's in right one there. place i also had a girlfriend at the time who worked there which helped she i had to go there to pick her up and help her restock the porn section because <laughs> i also had the filthiest porn section i've ever seen <laughs> like no regular por- just like straight up just like fisting sections over there golden shower section over there and wow. she's like this guys rub against me the whole time so i want to you want you to be there yeah. uh those giant boxes but uh so i grew up on jean claude uh we'll get into jean claude like me and my aunt were big jean claude van damme fans uh she took my aunt took us to see masters of the universe in the theater but i don't think i recognized this canon i saw breaking to electric boogaloo in the theater because that was my brother's choice that was something that i remember too from my youth that mm-hmm. my cousins really loved but i didn't 
associate it with Canna. My brother was a big breaking fit, but I never thought of it as Canna until all of a sudden I was like, oh, it is a huge part of Canon in their entire history. Yeah. Uh, but Cobra, why it also sticks with me is definitely psychological reasons is uh, I remember my brother went to go see it with my father when we were visiting Florida and visiting some friends and I had food poisoning and I was like eight and I was like puking like my brains out. And then my brother came home and explained the entire plot of Cobra to me. <laughs> Kind of broken up, but a lot of just like, and then he's got this partner, and that guy's a sugar freak, and he's like, give me a gummy bear, and he's just like really breaking it down, and then I finally saw Cobra when my dad had won some sales meeting thing, and his prize was an early VHS that also had a TV in it, a black and white TV the size of like a postage stamp. And so for some reason, the first movie we put on was Cobra. Wow. And instead of watching it on a huge TV, which we could have hooked it up to, I watched it on this little, like, five-inch black and white screen. And then it stuck with me. And one of my fears after that, growing up, like, I had a room that you could look into the bathroom in my bathroom because I didn't have a door that closed either. So I always pictured I had to sit there and let my eyes adjust so that Michael Myers didn't come get me. My favorite movie is Halloween. Uh, these are all psychological issues I work through with my therapist. And that uh, the Cobra killers wouldn't come with that spiked knife, which oh, yeah. that's, that, that knife left an indelible mark on my brain. And I would always think about like, oh, they're going to come in and kill me. Yeah. And then as the years went on, Cobra just continued to come back. And I was just like, this movie shot amazing. This movie's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. This movie is batshit. Uh, and I always hear people talk about how it's like a lesser Stallone. And I was like, get out of no. here. It is the best. Even when people talk about over the top, I'm like, I like it a lot. <laughs> like, There's a lot of great parts in it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just too forgiving of the bad. But <laughs> uh, but then once then it like Cobra like got embraced, it was just like, oh, well, now I'm realizing everything I loved is kind of getting connected to canon once again. Mm. Uh, and it kind of hasn't stopped ever since, <laughs> which is, again, why this burning itch had to be scratched with yeah. this podcast. Uh, and yeah, so... The plan here is, like we said, we're going to bring in people. We're going to have amazing guests. Uh, uh, and uh, the idea is hopefully we will get them to pick a canon film or we're going to try to match it to their personality uh, and see what they think. Uh, because obviously we're biased. Yes. We're insanely We're very biased. biased. And I'm well aware of that. I, I think, yeah. And then I think sometimes we'll, there will be movies that we both, like maybe we might clash on. Mm-hmm. We're like... Um, I, I personally, uh, we'll get into it. I do not like death wish too. <laughs> I mean, I can go with it. That is maybe the most problematic. Oh yeah. Well, next canon Joe, release yeah, next, next to, Joe. to Joe, but yeah. at least Joe was like in theory satirical. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, it's a conservative death like, wish too is just <laughs> Michael winter just being a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> versus death wish three which is what my I don't favorite. even remember that. One. Get so ready, because Death Wish 3 is probably equally questionable, but definitely <laughs> has Alex Winter in it, and oh, man. Yeah. Uh, has so much old people killing people. <laughs> like, uh, basically, old people being fear, fearful of the youth is the summary of Death Wish 3. But yeah, Death Wish 2 has so many issues. 
Yeah, uh, we'll get into So maybe that, that won't be a clash. Maybe we'll have... Yeah, maybe we do agree on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm waiting for you to possibly like Invaders from Mars more than I do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Toby Hooper's Invaders from Mars... <laughs> Yes, uh, and this is something that we can discuss because I, I love this. But that's also why you like if you knew Canon, you've seen all these a billion times because oh, yeah. they were low rent, and also I assume Golan and Globus were like, yeah, we'll sell them to everywhere. So that's why we had HBO with an illegal scrambler from the back of Rolling Stone magazine <laughs> yeah. that my dad got. My FBI, you can't get us. Uh, but. Uh, it was on all the like every one of these movies was on all the time. Cobra yeah, was on nonstop. Bloodsport was on nonstop. Absolutely, because they had to fill time, especially in the earlier days of like those cable networks yeah. where they're like, we have to fill these right. these hours. Yeah, with movies. So let's just kind of like these straight to VHS movies, mm-hmm. you know, like that, uh, like Canon and New World. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. There, uh, Rewind This is a great documentary yes. that talks about that. Uh, yeah. I highly recommend Rewind This. I talked to the filmmaker on my old podcast, Worst Gig Ever. Really? Oh, yeah, awesome. I interviewed him. It was check a good... Yeah, make sure you check out the back catalog of Worst Gig Ever. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm ultimately, Frank, I'm very excited to take on this endeavor with you. Absolutely. Uh, world, I hope you're excited to take on this endeavor with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything... Uh, this will be a jump into possibly even a world you don't even know. But I hope you do. And yeah. I hope after this, you you find it to be the greatest thing that you've ever seen. Yeah, and we're going to have our friends on, maybe yep. some people we're not uh, friends with. We, <laughs> yes. Not yet. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> New, friends, New friends, old enemies. And if you want to follow us on social media for all of the latest Canon Canon news, probably a bunch of uh, Chuck Norris memes, etc., go to at the Canon Canon. That's C-A-N-N-O-N-C-A-N-O-N at both Twitter and Instagram. And you know what? On that, go watch a Canon film, and we'll see you at our first episode. Yeah. Frank and Jeff, the Canon Canon. Be there. <laughs> there was a little explosion that sounded like a fart. <laughs>